try this again. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 64. 64. Hopefully this time, it works. I was accidentally on my private Instagram, not Moose Milk. So I'm late by two minutes, and I apologize for that. I'm your host, Ryan. Matthew is now here. He'll be joining us within seconds. And Finnegan's here too. There's my what up? How's it going? How's it going? Seriously. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not much, man. I'm painting eyes. What's that? I, for some reason, thought that this was a good idea. Why is that not a good idea? Look. Because I have to paint all the eyes. Oh, yeah, that part sucks. That's for sure. Yeah. There's like 150 eyes on this thing. It fucking yeah. sucks. No, I, I, I'm... I hate painting, so there's no way I'd be willing to do that. That sounds like a nightmare. It's not going to be fun, I don't think. I'm also eating... Did you fucking see fucking Killer Hawkins died? I literally just saw it. Did it just happen? Yeah, they just announced it like an hour ago. Hang on. You're breaking up like crazy. You're frozen. What happened? I don't know yet. Yeah, I know. You're it'll, it'll be good in a second. There you go. There we go. Um, I think that's going to mean that the uh, chat's going to stop for me. So anything that happens, you're going to have to tell me. I'll tell you. Don't worry. I'm trying to get my dog, but he's being an asshole. He's like, I'll get away. I will escape. Yeah. <laughs> um, did they say how it happened, right? Not yet, no. He, uh, it just got announced, and they just said, we're sad to announce, blah, 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 but he's only 50 years old, man. It's fucking crazy. That's too young to die. Yeah, buddy. Shitty. Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a shame, because I love the Foo Fighters, and I really wanted to see them live, but now it's kind of, who knows what's going to happen, and that's super sad. Yeah, that is really sad. Fuck, man. Yeah, I literally, just as I came on here, I saw... My feed refreshed and it had a, it was like like somebody reposted the, the thing from the official Foo Fighters account or whatever. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was on my private Instagram. Yeah. That sucks, man. What a fucking drag. Yeah. In fact, you don't announce it usually. Definitely good things. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I assume it would probably be sudden. I would have to guess that. Yeah, well, they yeah they said uh, unexpected, but I mean yeah. they didn't say what. Thing. I'm assuming right. it's not a good thing. So yeah, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a bummer. But um, how are you otherwise? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm busy as I have been. Work's sure. still kicking my ass, and uh, yeah, I had a good whip Wednesday live on Wednesday. That was super fun. I had Stranded Customs join me, so. That went well, I assume. It went really good, yeah. I had a lot of, it was like, I think it was like my most, 
like my most viewed video in the first 24 hours. Like it got more views in its first 24 hours than all of my existing Whip Wednesday live videos have had like since they that's came good. out. So yeah, it's a good sign. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not bad. Not doing bad. And I'm trying to get this last couple projects off my table so I can start doing the shelf. Tomorrow I'm going to get my uh, custom made shelf for my Sentinel so I can fit my Sentinel onto here. That's sweet. I had to get a shelf that had like a hole cut in it. So it yeah, like, pass through and go. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so I'm going to do that. Not tomorrow, Sunday. I'm going to do that Sunday. So cool, man. Yeah, man. How are you? What's up with you? Done, man. I've had a busy, busy week. Of watching um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all you got. I watched forty episodes since last up last podcast. So damn, dude, that's insane. It's a full time job, you know. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that'll be a fun one to discuss. Did you see? So you did finish it tonight? Yeah, I finished it. I'm done. Nice, nice, nice. Watched all four seasons. Crazy. And uh, yeah, we talk about that and what we want for the fifth season and stuff. I hope it doesn't go longer than that, but. I think it's only going to four, to the fifth, but it could they could do stuff based on the sequel book. Yeah, they said there's talks already of spinning off the show to cover yeah. the sequel book. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see, but yeah, we'll talk about that and whatever else. I don't know. Have you been watching anything other than uh, the huge? Um, what did I watch this week? Uh, I haven't really watched a lot; just my usual YouTube shows. But I have been listening to a lot of music. Kind of went back to music we again did. this week. I know. Well, it's because like I've been podcasting a lot lately, so yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah, but I got uh, I'm kind of jumped back into self titled by like newfound glory self titled album. Yeah, nice. Fuck man, it's so it's such a banger. It's got so many good songs. Yeah, on no, it. I, that's all I've been listening to all week is like old pop punk because I went to see that show, that that's local right. show that's last right. Saturday, and it was all like local pop punk stuff. Or not local, but like old school pop punk stuff. And there's just like yeah, a cover so band, like, right? Yeah, it was just a cover band. Well, it was a local band playing covers of like Blank and Newfound Glory and Fall Out Boy. And, That's amazing. Wow. That Taking so back someday. Yeah, it was so a blast. Fun. And I knew all the lyrics to like 90% of the songs because it was all, you know, super popular pop punk so songs. Awesome. So. Yeah. yeah, so I was, yeah, it was all, it was awesome. So that's all I've been listening to all week is like old pop punk. So. Nice. It sounds good, though. Yeah, man, I'm, I I missed it. <laughs> well, I've been listening to that, and then I kind of got into, uh, I started going into the ska stuff, so I was, like, dabbling in Planet Smashers. Do you remember, you were at Warp Tour with me when I, like, with, like got super sick, weren't you, from sun poisoning? Or, like, because I got sunburned when I was in Myrtle Beach, like, the week before. Was that you? No, that, oh, that wasn't so. you. Mm. We went, it was the one we that was at Comerica Park. It was a really small one. It was like the first year they did it in Comerica, and it was like shitty. Like it was super tight, and the plan yeah, was there to... actually took me into their tent and like gave. There was like a water shortage, so like, and it was like a yeah, I remember that. And like, I mean, that's I don't remember you being sick though. No, I don't think it was you. I'm pretty sure it was. I went with Chris Hastings and Kate. I think pretty sure. I think you started coming with me the year after. No, because I I went to the last one that was at uh, Silverdome. Yeah, I know, but that this came after Silverdome. This was the first. No, one I know, and then I went to the first one. I, I oh, maybe I went we two years in a row. I don't know. 
I don't remember, but I know that we went to the last one at Silver, at uh, at Tiger Stadium together. That was when they opened it up and they had it more like in more like in a better space. So I don't know. Okay. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I was no. I pretty much I was I fell asleep in the sun in Myrtle Beach the week prior, and I got like third degree sunburn to the point where like I couldn't bend my legs. Like so, I don't like, remember drove, that at all. When we drove home, like. I, I had to keep my legs out to the side because, like, I couldn't sit in the back seat with my legs down because, like, they just, I couldn't. Like, they were oh, fucking disgusting. Terrible, so, the day after I got back from Myrtle Beach was Warp Tour, and it was stupid hot outside, and it's humid yeah. hot, and, like, I got super, super, super sick at Warp Tour. Like, I was, like, throwing up. So the Planet Smashers actually brought me into their tent where they had this big fan and they were like giving me water and like they're like you need to drink this water man you're gonna like have a fucking like sunstroke yeah and uh, I remember yeah, the, the one year I was there there was a water shortage there too they had they brought the fire department out to like yes. spray down the crowd that was the year after that I think okay yeah but yeah it was brutal I mean it's always no no it's no, a no. Bad that time was the last. That was the last year at Silverdome, I think. Yeah, because it was all cement and there was nowhere to yes. hide from the sun. And yeah, yes, there was brutal. no shelter at all. It was just yeah, no parking anyway. lot. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. Work tour was usually pretty fun. It was exhausting. It's a stupid it time to have it. It don't happen in July, man, when it's like 600 degrees. I agree. Yeah, but, totally. Oh, well, it's gone. I miss work tour. I would love work tour. Come back. Yeah, I'd do a work tour. If they had a good work tour, think, I would do it. I don't think I could stand for eight hours again. Me neither. I need to bring a chair. Yeah, me too. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah, well, no, I. Uh, I think pop punk's coming back hard, man. I, I think we're in for a, a, a reunion of, of all this, all this stuff. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm good with that. I. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, so I was listening to Newfound Glory, and I was listening to Planet Smashers, and then I went back to Melancholin, and then I was like, Thanks. yeah, it was good, man. I've been just like jamming out, and Bleachers is another one. It's the first album. I've been listening to that a lot, too. It's really good. I got tickets for Bleachers. Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. Yeah, That's good. June. Yeah, man. Should be, should be playing, good. I, I think saw in him. London, but I didn't get tickets. He's really good at Bleachers. I saw him tour off the first album, and it was like... That's really good. That's gonna work fun, but yeah, he's good. He's just a good musician altogether. But oh yeah, they all are. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna interested to see how they play both the new album and the last album live because there's a lot of like more interesting instruments and stuff like that. And I know how. Well, hopefully they actually play the instruments and it's not just pre-recorded bullshit. That's what I mean. Like he, I know how he is, so I feel like that he it'll be like all played and that'll be awesome. And then, like, yeah, I no, really sure. badly want to get Tom Segura's coming here. And, like, I so badly want to go. But I'm just like, the tickets are so expensive. Yeah, I, that's why I don't like, ever to go to tickets, any comedy like shows. It's all comedy shows. They're all stupid expensive. I bought Bill it's Burr like an hour long. Like, yeah, I bought Bill Burr tickets for, like, uh, 100 and... I think for two, it was, like, 160. So I could tolerate that. But 200 is a bit much to swallow. That's why yeah, I, I would go to Kreischer too. Kreischer, Kreischer was here in January, and I skipped it I because tickets were one hundred and six dollars a piece after tax and everything. Like, yeah, it's too much money. Like I like him, but not one hundred and six dollars that much. That's too much. 
But that's like all all the bands now too. It's like all the tickets are a hundred bucks plus, and I'm just like, nah, yeah. man, I'm good. Yeah, uh, I'll skip it. You want yeah, to do trying to? Sure. Yeah, but the thing is, is like you know, even Kate said tonight when we were uh, eating our dinner, like she's like, man, I really have noticed that like prices on food in particular have like really, really like even I'm noticing it, and like she doesn't do the shopping, like yeah. I'm the one that does the shopping, so it's like. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, like, even she's starting to notice it, right? And it's like, yeah, man, like, it's not gonna, it's not stopping. Like, it's, we need no. to start watching our, like, how, no, like, I'm not saying we have to stop spending, but, like, we need to, like, be more mindful, right? So it's like, even with my collection and stuff, I have all these uh, animated series X-Men that are all, like, cel-shaded, these action figures. Yeah. And, like, as much as I want them, they're, like, not, like, blowing my mind away, and because they're not coming out as like a full set, they're releasing like one at a time. Yeah. I'm having to pay shipping on each one. And it's like, yeah, each one that. is costing me like $70 Canadian. And I'm like, that's, I think that's too much. Like, I don't think I can justify that. No. So I'm like right on the edge of like getting ready to cancel my orders. Cause I'm just like, oh, I really want them. But like, I just don't like $70 want them. Like I'll get Wolverine. Cause he's my favorite and I can put him on my Wolverine show. But like, yeah, well, I mean, that's like what I keep saying, man, is like inflation and wages are, you know, inflation keeps going up and wages are staying stagnant. Yeah. You're not going to be able to afford anything. The housing prices in Windsor now are fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's, it's Toronto and Vancouver levels of pricing now. It's it's not, I mean, not quite obviously, but it's still no, but like yeah, really, really it's high. There. Yep. Yeah, and it's like how is anybody under the age of 35 going to ever buy a house in the city anymore? It's impossible. That's how it is here too. If you don't have yeah. somebody helping you, you can't buy a house here. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how this is sustainable and I mean, money's fake. Money's not real anyway. I don't understand why we're fucking fighting over money still. But whatever. Yeah. It's like, we'll just make some more. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, what's hey, up, D, what up? So you are getting, you're getting the, uh, here too. What's that? Yeah, you're getting, you're getting the comments, so that's good. I am getting the uh, comments, yeah. Yeah. Nike boys here too. That's great. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. That you look good with your shirt off? Sometimes I do. <laughs> I wanted to before we get into handmaids, so I wanted to talk N64 because it's episode 64, and I think that'd be fun. N64. Oh man, I loved N64. I don't know if it was my, I think it was my second favorite. I don't know. It's hard it to rank the Nintendo consoles. I like Super Nintendo is my favorite. It never won't be. I love GameCube too. Like GameCube was my my system, but I was out of I was out of uh, video games at GameCube, or like pretty close to out of the out of yeah yeah. So uh, we're going to talk N64 right now, Hustle, and then we're going to jump into Handmaid's Tale season one to four. So if you haven't watched Handmaid's Tale, we will dive into some spoilers on that. But yes, um, Nintendo 64. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I remember, like, do you remember the first time you saw N64 graphics? I do. I was like blown away. My mind was like jumped out yeah. of my skull. I, I knew I had a kid in my grade school that got it the day it came out from his parents. And we went over there and we saw Mario 64. And I was like, graphics will never get better than this. This is the most insane <laughs> shit I've ever seen. This is the pinnacle. Like, yeah, like this is insane. Mario is climbing a tree. Like this is wild. 
Well, the thing and, that was a, a new piece for it was that you weren't so limited to where you could go. Like, it was more like yeah, it was open 3D world. kind of, right? So you could, like, yeah. it had the ability to be, like, this whole realm that you could explore and nothing was off limits. And Yeah, I, I just, cool, I, I remember seeing that in the game and I was like, this is the pinnacle of <laughs> gaming. And then he also got, I think, I think it was, like, Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey or something like that. And then he got Goldeneye, and like Goldeneye was like, oh man, Goldeneye was amazing. Oh, and Mario Kart, Mario Kart was in there yes. too. Mario Kart, honestly, Mario Party too. I really like Mario yeah. Party a lot too. Yeah, those so, yeah. those are like the main three games I played was Mario Party, Mario Kart, and fucking Goldeneye. But yeah, I was obsessed with Mario Kart, and I was obsessed with Goldeneye. Like I played. I wish there was still like a way to go back and see how many hours I put into those games because my god, stupid amount. Yeah, yeah. I like Star like, Fox. Stuff too. Yeah, Star Fox was dope. But like, I just I can't believe how like that was 1996, and not even 20 years later, it's like those games look like fucking garbage. Terrible. Like they're almost yeah. unplayable. Yeah, totally. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I um, I did like my N64, though, man. And I really liked when they did all the controllers in the different colors. It's like everybody can have a color, so it's like, I love yeah. that. Did you have a the color? The controller sucked. I didn't mind the controller. It was fine. You got oh. used to it. The D-pad was like, or the, the controller <laughs> stick was like the most, it hurt your thumb so fucking oh, much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did hurt your thumb, I agree. Did you ever... Yeah. Um, did you ever uh, play any like the wrestling games? Those were really fun too. Like, oh yeah, WCW uh, Nitro, I think. And eventually, uh, when they did the WWF version of THQ's one or whatever, I was like, I love yeah. that like system. Like, yeah, I love that was that. it uh, WCW versus NWO or something like that? Yes, WCW yeah. versus NWO and Monday Nitro or whatever. I think was the first yeah. one. But oh yeah, those yeah, sixty four wrestling games were awesome. Yep, they sure were. They're awesome games, man. So yeah, yeah, we were we were more. I was definitely more of a super like Super Nintendo was pretty hard to beat for me because it's like that's what I really like, and we I liked Sega too, but like Super Nintendo. I never had a Super Nintendo, so no, I I had I I, I got Genesis instead. I got one as a gift, and then like I like remember there was a time where like every time I had money, I would be buying games. It's like I stopped buying toys and started buying games. I had like so many Super Nintendo games. It was crazy. I wish you Am still I, did. I wish you would have got rid of them. Yeah, I'm really bad for that. I, but there's so many things I wish I wouldn't have sold that I collected. Yeah. That like, but it's just like that's how I started my next collections. That's how I always started, right? Yeah, it's, a lot of kids did, man. Like had you had to sell the last started. thing to get the new thing. Yep, yep. I had a friend that sold. I think it was all his. I think it was Nintendo 64. He sold all his N64 stuff to get a PlayStation oh. Two, maybe. Yep. And yeah, we regretted it immediately. He was like, oh, that sucked. It's a bummer. I sold my Legos. Yeah. That's one of the ones I regret selling. Legos. I regret selling my Toy Biz uh, Marvel stuff, like all my five inch stuff yeah. from the 90s for sure. I Kids are never going to understand the, the difficulty of like knowing about video games in the mid 90s. Like, you, you didn't have. The internet really you didn't know what was no. good and what was bad Nintendo and like power and game what was yeah it called? game uh game pro Ga- uh, game pro game pro yeah magazines like both really cool 
you didn't have the ability to know whether a game was good or bad before you bought it. So you were going to, you were going to the rental store, but buying a game completely on the bo- the cover and yep. hoping that it was good. Yep. And a lot of unless you had a friend that had it, like you didn't know. There were a lot of bad Super Nintendo and Sega games out there, like a lot. Superman sixty four, man. <laughs> the game was fucking awful. I don't know if I played Superman sixty four. Maybe I did. Basically, you just had to fly through these like giant rings in the sky, and it was uh, it was not good. <laughs> it was really bad. Hostile, hostile CC says cheat codes were by word of mouth. Yep, that's true. Seriously, I, I remember. Yeah. PlayStation 1, the Tomb Raider, I think it was Tomb Raider 1 or Tomb Raider 2, there was a rumor around the schoolyard, and this was like, I don't know, late 90s, that there was a code you could put in that Laura, Laura Croft would take off her shirt. I remember that. And, yeah, like that. and it I was like all over the world, and like, that didn't exist. <laughs> of course that didn't exist. Why did we want that to exist? The game looked like garbage. Her boobs were triangles. Yes, they were literal triangles. That's funny. But, yeah, no, I'm always nostalgic. I'm always nostalgic for that era because it was just the best. Like Mortal Kombat, finding out all the fatalities and having to like find a cheat code book just to find out what the fuck they were. That was like Street Fighter for me. I was more of a Street Fighter guy. I did play Mortal Kombat, but Street Fighter was my jam. So, yeah, I I remember you loving Street Fighter, but big Street Fighter fan. I never got into Street Fighter. I was always a Mortal Kombat guy. Right. You always like the blood and guts. And yeah, I was a horror kid. That's why I loved I loved horror, man. I I liked it bloody. You like I like it bloody. I, like I it liked bloody. it bloody. Uh what else is happening? What else happened this week? Anything? Nothing. Nothing. It was Honestly, a I, ass week. All I did was watch Handmaid's Tale, go to work, watch <laughs> Handmaid's Tale, go to work, sleep. Dream about Handmaid's Tale, text accidentally, Handmaid's Tale's quotes. Like, I'm gonna be, I'm glad I'm done with it for a little bit now until season five comes out because like it's yeah. it's taken over my brain. Yeah. Well, we can get into that now if you want. I, it's I will uh, caution you that it's definitely been a minute since I've rewatched. I haven't. I don't even think I've ever even. I think outside of the first season, I don't think I ever rewatched any of the uh, previous seasons. Like usually, I, I remember when the second season came out. Me and Kate watched, rewatched the first season before, but we never did that with season three or season four. So, but we yeah, we no, I mean all of them as they've come out. So like we've been kind of like edge of our seats yeah. since the beginning. So, well, I'll, I will warn everybody now. Like uh, if you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, obviously we're gonna um, spoil the dicks out of it. We're going to spoil it, and if you haven't seen it, I'm just going to warn people now, it is a very graphic show. It is uh, a, a lot of rape, a lot of uh, mutilation, a lot of um, torture and abuse and like all that kind of stuff. So like, if that's yep. not your thing, do not check this show out because it's going to be hard for you to watch. Yeah, man, it's um, pretty insane. It's pretty intense. It's very brutal. It's hard to watch a lot of times, but it's, based it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I haven't read the book, but have you read the book? I haven't read the book. I'm not a good reader. I don't absorb through reading. I'm I don't a, like poor reader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kate, Kate loves it. It's one of her favorites. So she's been. Yeah, I just so heard the show is like fairly different than the book. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know, but like, I know that she said that, like, obviously it doesn't have everything. Like, there's stuff yeah. that they leave out, but it's like an adaptation of. I think she says yeah. it's mostly true too. I don't know. I don't know how much, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I I really really liked it. Um, I think there's problems with it. It's not a perfect show, but it's that's fair. Really, really good. Like it's really well acted. It's really well written. I think all the actors in it like do a phenomenal job awesome. of like making you like making you like or hate their characters. Like really, right. really good. What is it? What is it about? So basically, um, it's in like a kind of it's present, but it's it's not really. I you don't really know what year it is. I guess in the yeah, show, true. but it, especially at the beginning, you start being like, is this like fucking like eighteen? like 40 or something right. like that like yeah and i guess technically it's set in present day like 2017 when the first season starts but yep. it it seems like either a distant past or a, a far-flung future but basically the um highly highly religious right of the united states has basically come up with a scheme to um, destroy the united states and um take it over basically and that mostly because birth rates have plummeted because of pollution and, and all that kind of stuff, um, where women's birth rights are just like very, very small percentage of women are having actual babies. And so they yeah, basically like one decide in, one in a hundred or something like that, right? Yeah. It's a very, very small amount. So basically because of population decline, they, they want to create like a new civilization where Basically, any woman that's able to have children is enslaved to basically only have children. They're there basically just to be have pregnant, have a baby, and get pregnant again, have a baby, so on and so forth to repopulate the earth. But, um, yeah, so they create this new country called Gilead, which is basically all of the United States except Hawaii and Alaska still exist as part of the United States, but those are the only two states that still are part of the United States. And all the rest of the United States is basically part of Gilead, but there's still sections of the United States that are like war torn and are kind of fighting back. But um, the story mostly takes place in Boston. And um, yeah, we find our lead character is basically what's called a handmaid, which is basically a, a slave for the rich and powerful to basically just get pregnant and have babies. And so each, each handmaid gets assigned to a house is the way basically it works. Right. So they lose their name, they lose their identity, they they don't have any choice in what they wear, what they eat, where they go, anything like they that. of the person that they are. So right. it's like, so of, yeah, yeah. Of Matthew, of Ryan, of whoever. Um, and it's, 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 it's really cool. It's, it's really like interesting setup for a world where, you know, there's, soldiers all over the street like um you can't say or do anything out of line or they will literally hang you from trees and hang you off you know walls like they'll kill you immediately you cannot break away and Mm -hmm. they strip even uh like even like the women's of the the women of the generals which are like the high commanders or whatever like they lose all their rights so like they're not allowed to read they're not allowed to like you know they kind of it kind of goes like old school right they like keep the house and like yeah you know like and then like they're there to be with her husband that's basically it but yes all these rich and powerful women you can't basically have their own babies they're all um whatever unable to conceive so they get a handmaid that basically their their husband rapes 
and impregnates and then the wife that is unable to have a child gets a child from that handmaid and then they trade handmaids and that handmaid goes off to another house to do the same thing for another commander which is like the lead of the house yeah um but like they all have like very highly religious terms of like you know um i can't even think of off the top of my head right now but like you know uh, well when they say like Blessed be the fruit and stuff like that. Blessed right? be the fruit and praise be and like yeah. they have certain they like call and responses room. that they have to. Yeah, they have to yeah, say it's basically interact. like, yeah, it's it's very church like where like they have call and response shit that you have to kind of say back and forth. But um, yeah, no, the show's wild and like <laughs> the first season, I really didn't know how where far it, it could go. Like where it was going, how long it could go for. And that was my biggest problem. Remember when I said that though, it's like the first season, it's very like, you have a lot of questions, even just about the time period, what else is happening in the world. And then like, once you get past like season two, like, I mean, sprinkles in, in season two, but season three is when it really is season three, right. Where it really starts to open up and start talking about like Canada more and like what's happening in the rest of the world. We're like, so basically like Toronto or like, it's just like now, like it's just we just it's just like we'd be living our normal life, but then yeah. the United States Canada's is like basically Amish. a free country where everybody's trying to escape to because it's still Canada, it's still free, it's still same as it always has been. And so a lot of these ex-Americans that are now part of Gilead are moving towards Canada to try to escape and be free. But if you're caught escaping or trying to leave, no, you're, they'll you're executed. Yeah. yeah, or they'll cut off parts of your body or you know cut out your tongue like yep. all kinds of shit or like they like circumcise the women so that way they can't enjoy sex so it's like there's one character yeah. who like you know she's like kind of like you know enjoys sex and tries to like have sex with different people and stuff like that and they like basically yeah. like cut off her foot and like it's like yeah you can't yeah. you don't enjoy this anymore you're just a baby machine like yeah exactly you can't there's no gay rights. You can't be gay. They call it gender trading. So yeah. anybody that's gay is automatically killed. Killed. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it's kind of like, like, like what they're pushing for in the U.S. in the southern states right now. Right now. Yeah. Well, they're getting rid of abortion. They're getting rid of women's rights. And, yeah. and and now they're talking about trying to push against um, uh, integrated marriages. Like, what the fuck, man? What are we in fucking Gilead? Like that's what's really. Yeah. 1655 apparently again um yeah no and that's that's the scariest part of the show for me is like i can see elements of the show that is actually taking place in modern day and it's it's terrifying um just the 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 rising of the far right even in in just politics right now and, and how you know they want to control in certain aspects of things and and you know i i just the whole time i'm watching the show i'm like I could see this happening, like totally. It's not. It's, it's not that far away. It's funny because when we first started watching this, I used to be like, "Man, this is so crazy." And Kate, we used to say then when it first came out, she would say, "We're not that far off of this. Like, they're yeah. really not that far." Especially with Trump being where he is, it's not really. We're not that far off of this. And then now, sure. fast forward like five years later, and it's like, yeah, like we're literally like walking that line in some areas that's where it's like totally. if you're not a white man you're uh you pretty much are stricken of so many of your basic human rights like it's pretty fucked up yeah no and i i mean on top of that like any of these handmaids that were married or had children before 
Gilead came about, they lose their they husbands, lose their, they lose their kids. Yeah, um, they the send all are, their kids to other people, and the, the generals get to yeah. have other people's kids. And so basically, our main character, who's Elizabeth Moss, who is her name's June, but she goes by Alfred at the show. Um, basically searching for her daughter and her husband the entire show and, and wants to get reunited with her daughter for the most part. But that's the main story of the show is her trying to find her daughter. But a lot of things evolve from that, that kind of spiral out of control. But the problem I think with the show is it's already gone on too long. Like, I think this would have been a perfect like three or four season show. That's fair. Well, it, it seems like very... season four is, has kind of abandoned like what we where we started like now it's more of a political play because you know yeah I mean, spoiler we already said spoilers but like when we get to season four you know we we've, we've escaped from gilead we've you know we're dealing with the main commander who was june and elizabeth moss's uh character yeah. who was their commander who she gave a baby to, like made a you know gave a baby to basically yeah um you know, like she's the the wife is trying to get away from the husband, and then they bring him to Canada and they arrest him, and it's like it's this big, huge thing. So at the very last season, we spend a lot more. We don't really spend as much time in Gilead because we're out of no, Gilead, it's... and now we're focused on like, you know, what's coming next, right? And I feel like you know, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Like, if you just would have left it in Gilead, like, it could have been well, pretty. It could have been a cool way to wrap that up, right? I'm glad she got out. And, like, that was my main problem with the show is, like, the end of season two, this is the big season two cliffhanger, is basically she's had a daughter for her commander, and her his name's Commander Waterford, and, like, she's, given, she's basically had a baby for them, and she has a chance to escape, and instead of escaping, she hands her baby off and stays there to try to find her first daughter. And at that point, I was like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, I was furious. Because I was like... Yeah, but you're not a parent, so you don't know what that's like. It's not It's not that parent aspect. I'm like, you could leave and be safe and then try to find a way to find your daughter from Canada. Like, mm. at least then, you don't have the problem of you might die any day and then your daughter's stuck there for good, probably. At least True. if you're safe, there's a chance that you can find her and rescue her some way or another. And yeah, that was the part that bothered me. And then we get to the you know season four, and that's exactly what happens anyway. She leaves without her daughter anyway. So I'm like, yes, she does. Okay, you did nothing then. A season and a half was you basically you just getting tortured for nothing. <laughs> but I mean, I guess. But but well, the season three when she like gets all those kids out on the plane. Yep, that's crazy. Um, it was it was amazing. Like I was crying. I was like, oh, yeah, this is. Too. Super moving, like, but again, I was just like, why isn't she getting on this fucking plane? Like, come on, get out of this place. And now we're finally at a point where she's free, but she's not free because she's so fucked up from the trauma she's endured for the last four seasons. And I, yeah, I think that's the most interesting part of the show, really, is like the show is not really about religion or um, politics, it's more about trauma and how people deal with trauma. And yep the differences in mental states and how people deal with it. And I don't know, I, that's the part I find interesting. Me too. Me too. That's the thing I yeah. really liked a lot about season four was the part that I missed was the time we spent in Gilead. But the part that I liked was that introduction of life after Gilead and how you get used to that. And like, 
yeah. you know, it, like me, you know, I remember having the conversation with Kate after every episode, just being like, how do you move on from that? Like, how do you move you on from being a sex slave? Like, like imagine how much, how fuck that would make you like. For sure. And, crazy. and I think, it, I think that's the best part is you, you see how each kind of character that's escaped kind of deals with it differently. Like Emily is like basically her friend that she gave her baby to, to escape. And she's like way more quiet and reserved and like doesn't really emote how she's feeling at all like she's having trouble readjusting to life but she's very reserved but then you have like basically the maid of the house called the martha's uh rita who is like still obsessed with cleaning and obsessed with cooking in the house and she can't can't stop herself from doing it from it yeah yeah she can't disconnect with it and then you have um basically like june who is just so stuck on getting revenge any way possible and killing and 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 murdering people that have wronged her is like she can't break out of that she can't at the end oh yeah like in season four she's a fucking bad motherfucker but she's also past the point of redemption in a way like she's you almost don't like who she's become and as much as like you're proud of her being able to overcome certain things in the show like it's also like a bad guy right like she kinda, yeah she's almost a like villain she's now forced, where she, she's been forced into that role yeah she's no longer like doing the right thing at any given time she's just out to murder people because she's just like fuck this like i'm done yeah. Yeah. and yeah it's, it's sad to see like that character arc where she you know slowly rises up to become the hero and then now she's just on the decline of coming to a villain herself and yeah interesting it's interesting it's a really it's a really it's cool dynamic of the show yeah, I really liked it. I I think each season had their um, had their like things that I liked about it. I remember season two. I think it was near the end. It may even have been the season two cliffhanger when uh, they was it they like bombed that big meeting with all the leaders and stuff like that, and all the handmaids yeah. are in it. And they're trying to run out. Man, yeah, the handmaid runs in with a bomb vest. A bomb. Yeah. Man imagine though but it's like it's crazy because that's the world they're living in those girls would rather just blow themselves up than have to continue living in that yeah totally totally crazy man it's so fucked up yeah oh yeah i know i um this character is really awesome i love uh mrs waterford i mean i think yeah uh, waterford what's that yvonne strahowski or whatever her name is is she's awesome i said she's so Uh, good though She's from like Dexter. I know her from Dexter. Oh, okay. Like that scene where like she they cut off her finger for because she Reading. read, right? I think it's because she read, yeah. and she read with an intention of something. Like she was doing it for the good of Gilead, but they still she's reading for the Bible. Off. Right, right. She was in a, a parliamentary meeting to try to get women's rights a little more, but like back to at least having somewhat of women's rights and. She started she reading a passage from the Bible. What's that story? In the show, she was an author before Gilead. Yeah, right? she wrote a or book before like the fall of civilization kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. she was basically trying to get some women's rights back. And so she read a passage from the Bible and they cut off her finger for reading. So Her husband cut off her finger for yeah. reading. But Fuck even like man. when they go to uh, D.C., I think it was in season three, and you see all the handsmaids have like the the body mask up to their like nose yes. basically and none of them are talking or anything and you don't really know what's what's going on like that it almost looks like they've all taken a vow of silence and then 
um, they take off one of the girl's mask and she has her lips pierced together so that she can't talk. And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, this show is like yeah. insane. That, 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 yeah. It, that was like the thing that like, made me like really wince. I was just like, oh no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, I can deal with a finger getting cut off, but that thing for some reason just bothered me way more. Dude, there's some pretty fucked up shit. Some of the punishment and like, uh, yeah. we didn't talk about the uh, Aunt Lydia, but like the the I love Aunt Lydia. Who, you love Aunt Lydia? I love her and I hate her. Like, obviously, you're supposed to hate her, but there's those moments of like redemption with her where yeah. she she just she has moments where she you think she's gonna finally do the right thing and finally become like a kind of a hero or like have a change of heart or something, and then back right at it she's cattle prodding bitches and like it's like oh come on so an aunt is like the women who oversee the handmaids and make sure that they're staying in line and because when they're not being sex slaves they are used to like clean the floors and like you know groceries yeah get groceries and run little errands and shit like that so yeah it's pretty fucked up man yeah and i like um fucking wild man yeah, I like Aunt Lydia's character, and I like her and uh, Janine. The kind of Janine, her and Janine's uh, dynamic is a lot of fun, and also yeah. fucking tragic as fucking sin. Oh right? yeah, like, and, just... I mean that's the other character too that like you can tell Janine? the traumas made her unable to break out of the rules. Like she's yeah, yeah, she's committed she's, to it now. She's committed to it, and, and like yeah. even as her and June escape to uh, Chicago in the season four. She immediately wants to attach herself to a man and immediately yeah. wants to like get the approval from a man and like she can't break out of not following a man's orders and she she's ready to settle down and have babies and like even though she's been through all this shit she's just she wants that lifestyle and uh, it's just been programmed into her and so yep. the end of season four when she's back stuck with Aunt Lydia again she's basically becoming an aunt like she's basically yep. supervising the other handmaids now so that's yeah, wild. Man. And they fucking took her eye. I know. That's fucked up, eh? Why did they take her eye again? I can't remember. And how did they do it? It was pretty graphic, wasn't it? They plucked her eye out. Uh, They didn't show it, but... um, She was was just flipping out, I think, when they first grabbed her. I think she was, like, calling people bitches. Like, some of the ants bitches or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but... She was misbehaving, and so they took her fucking eye. It's crazy, dude. That's so fucked. Cut out people's tongues. Like, it's fucking wild. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, it's pretty... It's great. I I think I had mentioned that June had had, uh, given the Waterfords a baby, but what I forgot to mention was because we didn't talk about uh, Driver. What's his name? Nick. What's the driver? Nick. We didn't talk about Nick. So Nick is is the is the uh waterford's driver and he has a relationship with june and uh and mrs waterford sets it up because she wants a baby so so she well, uh she thinks she that mr Wa- something she thinks mr waterford is is unable to have babies he thinks yes. she thinks that his boys can't swim so <laughs> she's like She's like, yeah, like I'm gonna get Nick basically to have sex with our handmaid so that I can have a baby. I'm gonna let my dog out. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. 
<laughs> so for anyone who's listening and you haven't seen The Handmaid's Tale and you're letting us ruin it, you should still watch it because it's pretty insane to see oh, it that's great. out. It's wild, man. So wild. And I like the aesthetic of how uh, The Handmaid's look with the red cloaks and the white thing over the head. And it's just like, it's cool, man. It's 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 like post-apocalyptic but like doesn't feel like futury in any way like it's very like grounded set now but yeah man it's trying to think of some of the other crazy shit that happens in that there's so many things it's just like well uh uh jezebels and how these like righteous right people that are all about marriage and sin and all this stuff have like a brothel that's at a hotel basically in like the downtown area of Boston that all these commanders can go to and basically do whatever they want with like they're basically prostitutes. Uh, Yeah. Like they can have sex with them. They can, you know, abuse them. They can kill them. There's no repercussions. They're doing it outside of their marriage. Most of their wives know of the existence of it, but like basically turn a blind eye to it. And yeah. So again, Waterford constantly takes June out, well, I think two or three times takes her to this basically a brothel and and outside of his marriage and is sleeping with her there. And this is kind of June's doing in a way because she's trying to manipulate, trying to manipulate it and and get the favor of him of Mister Waterford so that she doesn't get beaten and, and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, trying to play him to yeah. her advantage. Yeah, I mean, basically, she's using men's weaknesses of of sex and then you know women to get her way but yeah it's sad that it has come to this where that's the only way she can find to get out of it you know yeah for sure um, but yeah no i i really like nick as a character and like i do want to get into what we think season five will kind of be because i kind of think that the way season four ends makes me think that she's she's gonna go to nick now and her and nick are gonna be together yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it since it ended. Remind me how we finish up. Where we exactly kind of leave off? Because that's very fresh for you. Well, so basically, the 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 whole story of season four basically is June finally gets out of, of Gilead. She's in Canada. And the Waterfords have been arrested in Canada through a couple manipulations. They're in basically prison, but it's like a high-end, like fancy-ass hotel room, basically. But, um, yeah, so they're, they're basically, the, the Waterfords are on trial, and finally, she, June manipulates herself into a deal, basically, that they're going to trade um, uh, Waterford back to Gilead for 21 other um, handmaids, basically, to, to free them from Gilead, and they make that transfer, and then as Waterford's freed in Gilead, June in, like, 10 other girls are there to chase him through the forest and basically fucking beat the shit out of him and hang him from a tree. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then they go back to Canada and uh, I can't remember her husband's name right now. Um, I can't either, but I'm... Fucking June's husband. I can't think of his name right now. Um, June's husband. I'm not going to remember, so... Luke. Luke. Um... 
Luke's like looking at her as she's holding their baby and she's, she's like still covered in blood from killing this dude and he's kind of just like crying and shaking his head and she's like yeah I know I, I'm gonna leave in a few minutes and it kind of ends and it kind of makes me assume that she's going to get her daughter finally and she's going yeah. to be with Nick and I, don't, I just don't think she can return to that life with Luke like yeah, she's just a completely either. different person now I feel like they spent uh season four and dropping a lot of those hints kind of saying like 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 uh kind of hinting that you know this wasn't probably going to work right like on both sides like luke can see yeah. it because he can tell she's just not the same person and she's obviously been well, very and, affected by what's happened and and he doesn't know how to communicate with yeah. her anymore like yeah the 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 amount of trauma she's been through is hard for her to talk about to him. And she doesn't want him to have to deal with that part of what she's gone through, but he also doesn't know how to help her in any way or, or make her feel better. And I don't think there is a way to make her feel better. I think she's just damaged been altered by that permanently. And yep. so, yeah, like I think they're just at a crossroads where she's no longer the person he was with. And, he's no longer the person she's meant to be with. Like she's, she's changed to where she wants to be with Nick. She loves Nick. It, it's, 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 it's weird. Like the whole time when she was in Gilead, like first few or two, three seasons and she kept like kind of making out with Nick and sneaking off with Nick. And I was so like annoyed by it. Cause I was just like, man, like you got a husband at home that's like fucking trying to find you and it wants to find you so badly. And then, it kind of changed for me at a certain point where I was like, you know, at first I, I understood she was trying to survive, but then I realized yeah. like the person she is, is no longer that person. Like she's no longer worried about Luke. She's, she, she's loving Nick. Like, but again, though, like, out, of, out of necessity, right? Like she's, you know, it's not like she had the choice there. She did that to survive. Right. Yeah. It was out of necessity, but I think it also bloomed into something where she realized that like Nick isn't a bad person. Nick is trying to do the right thing, even though in a yes. really, really fucked up situation. Yep. And he does love her, I think. And I think he is there to support her in any way he can. But I'm also yep. like constantly worried that at some point he's going to betray her. But yeah, mm, I feel like if we, she was, he was going to betray her. She would, he would have by now. Yeah, maybe. So, but so yeah, so I don't also, know. Uh, season... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I loved uh, fucking her second commander there, uh, Joseph Lawrence. There. Oh, I was gonna talk about that earlier. But, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name again? Uh, it's Commander Joseph. She became up Joseph, and then right. Um, he was like really like. I don't know it's hard to explain it because like every every other household is very like basic like it has there's no television there's no like news there's no anything like it's very like back to basics like you're making bread you're fucking yeah, it's like Amish you know yeah almost Amish like and um this guy her second commander is basically got a house that's full of like old art that he took from museums as the world ended and like has still music playing and a record player and um you know all this like stuff in his house, books and, and reading material. And, and she's kind of like awestruck by it, but we slowly find out that he's basically like, rogue. I don't he's know. Kind of rogue. Yeah. He's rogue, but he's not rogue. He's, yeah. He follows the rules and he it's wants like he women to be below him, advantage. but he's still, 
trying to do the right thing and he's kind of regretful of his role in, in the fall of Getting the United States. Yeah, yeah. He has a wife that he loves very much that's kind of mentally ill and he refuses to go through with like the monthly rape of, of the handmaids basically to get them pregnant. Like he, he won't do it. He won't cheat on his wife. And, and like, I respected him for that, but then he would have like outbursts where he'd just go like nuts at the handmaids. Yes. Like, don't tell me what to do. And I'm just like, all right, calm down, buddy. <laughs> but, old white guy in it. Yeah. But he's really, really like, I love the character. I thought he was awesome. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I liked him a lot too. And his, yeah. his role as it moved on too, it was cool to see his character like, rise up to power again as after he dropped because once all the handmaids escape he kind of like loses a bit of his credibility right that's what happens right yeah well they blame him because june was responsible his for the handmaids hand. escaping and it, right. june was his his handmaid yeah. so yeah. um he gets kind of blamed it gets like kind of falling out for that and then june basically a lot well his wife commits suicide, but June catches her before she's completely gone and could probably have saved her. And she, she decides not to so that he can, she can kind of get more in with the commander. Right. And, and it, yeah, it's just the evolution of June where she's, she's now killed or indirectly killed like 25 people, but right. Yeah. yeah. But now she's again, she's like survival mode. She's like, it's less yeah. about, yeah. She's just trying to stay alive at this point, whatever it takes. It doesn't really matter. But she also likes it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Her character starts to enjoy it. You can see it. She like starts smiling and like, yeah. like crazy shits happening. She's like, you can see she's like getting off on it, right? Like it's yeah. She likes manipulating people into doing what they she wants done. She likes seeing people in pain. Like she becomes the villain. Yeah. 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 It's wild. It is. It's fucking nuts, man. It's so crazy. I hope. It's, I hope that's season the last season. I really do. Season five? Yeah, I, I really I'm think it needs sure to end. I th- yeah, I, I think... So I think she has to go, obviously, back to get Hannah. Yeah. That has to be, like, the main story arc of season five. I, I have a feeling she's going to go sneak back into Gilead to see Nick, and she's going to get a lead on where Hannah is and go. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, does she survive? Does she get Hannah out? And I, I don't know. And, like... I have a feeling like Nick or, or Luke have to die at some point here. Right. I can't remember who I, I Kate. I remember Kate told me at the end of season four, like what the sequel book is about. Yeah. And it's basically like, uh, I won't like say much, but like, it's basically, uh, like, uh, her baby, like her and Nick's baby's story is basically is it, like, and it wants to do with Aunt Lydia too. Uh, I don't know if it's Aunt Lydia or not, or if it's another aunt, but, um, but yeah, I can't remember. I swear I read a, like a small little synopsis of like the second book and I swear it said, uh, yeah, June's daughter's like older, but still dealing with Aunt Lydia or something like that. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe. So yeah, it's, um, Um, I don't know. Like I, Honestly, like, it'll be cool to, I'm curious to see what happens with Mrs. Waterford now. I'm curious to see, I'd like, like, I would love to ultimately see, like, the fall of Gilead, but I don't know if that's what ultimately happens. I don't know, like, if in that future story, if that Gilead's still a thing, it probably is if there's ants and stuff still involved, so. 
Well, I think at some point you're going to see a world war too. Like it, it seems okay, like Canada is about to go to war with Gilead, and I think that could be kind of the future setup, or maybe like this the sequel book. Maybe that takes place, you know, 15 years later because um, there's a war in between, and that's not going to be part of the story, or like I don't know. But right. it just seems like the the tensions are slowly building up between the countries that like yes. it's going to blow at some point. Yeah. True. But hmm. yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I mean, the fact I watched the entire series, you know, in eight days tells it's you how much cool. I like it. Like, I told you, I when I really like a show, I fucking binge the shit out of it, and like that's how yeah. I like to watch shows, and that's that's what I mean. Is like I, I watch forty hours of a show in a week, you know. So that's hilarious. That's why I hate week to week because that's not how I like to watch shows. I hate I getting an hour than having to wait a week, you know. The problem is, is if you were doing it with me that way, you would have to do it week to week because I can't watch all of it in one sitting. It's just not in me. Yeah, but see, like, that's my problem. Like, I remember when I when I still lived at home with my parents, um, my mom was looking for a show to watch, and I was showing my sister uh, Lost for the first time. And my mom was like, oh, I'll watch this with you guys. Like, I, I'll watch, I'll check this out or whatever. And we put on the first episode. And my mom's like, oh, that was really good. Like, all right, I'm going to go upstairs and make dinner and like, you know, whatever, do my normal stuff. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, we're watching the second episode, third episode, fourth episode, fifth episode. Like, <laughs> and she's like oh, I can't sit down, down and watch six hours of television. Like, I got shit to do. And I'm just like, well, then you're not watching this with us. Yeah, then you're out, mom. Because, <laughs> sorry, that's how me and my sister watch it. It's like, we binge, so... Yeah. yeah, I do for some stuff. Like I did for like some of those Netflix Marvel shows. Like I think I did for all the Daredevil seasons, and I think I tried yeah. to with Nick Cage or with Nick Cage with Luke Cage and with Iron Nick Fist. But I was like Nick Cage. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I just prefer. I mean, I like both, but well, I mean, you're just nice you're way not, more. It's nice to not have to wait, but I mean, I just don't. I don't generally watch like a whole thing at once but we have a a very different lifestyle right like i'm a single guy that i i you know i i can do whatever i want whenever i want you have a wife at home you have a job like you have a busy life where you're not allowed to you're not you're not 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 allowed but you're not you're not able to sit down and and watch five hours of a television show in a row like you have shit to do you have real adult shit to do i'm a 20 year old in a 37 year old's body like you know well i am too but it's funny because Kate like said I was like oh Ryan's well, Ryan basically watched like forty eight hours of of uh, Handmaid's Tale in like ten days, and she's like how and I'm like well, he works midnights and he like he's it's just him he doesn't have like a partner or anything so it's not like he has to like he can just yeah. like dedicate to it and that's it right she's like oh yeah I guess so, yeah yeah I watched like six episodes a day like I basically would work i'd come home i'd watch three episodes i'd go to bed i'd get up i'd watch three episodes and i'd go to work <laughs> it's funny all your what else you gonna time, do all your home yeah. time is handmaid's tale yeah buddy now i'm glad now i'm, I'm done I, I got a little bit of free time we got moon night coming out on wednesday so that would be cool and I don't really uh want to spoil it but i'm going to um i would like to share with the group this really awesome review that I read about Morbius. 
Yeah, please do. It's from Escape Film Club at Escape Film Club. And it says, Morbius proves that no matter how many famous faces or shiny visuals you squeeze in, Sony will always find a way to impressively misunderstand basic storytelling. <laughs> Can't wait. And then I was like, Ryan messaged me and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Um, don't forget to get your tickets for Morbius. And I was like, right, thank you. So I go and I look at the thing for tickets and it's just me. There's no one else has booked any seats. I'm like, it's going to be a good one. I mean, when I went to go get um, Batman tickets, it was like, I think a week and a half before, and the fucking theater was almost completely sold out. The other theater was sold out. There was another theater that was almost sold out. And then I look at Morbius tickets, and there's literally, there was 10 seats taken, and the rest of the theater was empty. (laughs) And I was like, hey, this is going to be a big one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking good. No, it's not looking good. And apparently there's something crazy about the after credit scenes that are like insanely stupid. Everyone's like saying how horrible it is. Like one of the other ones I reviewed, one of the other reviews I read, they said, uh, well, Morbius is about as bad as you were expecting. A 2005 plot collides with visually confusing CGI to create a bit of a snooze fest. But don't worry, they've saved the worst for last, featuring some of the worst post credit scenes you've ever seen. Sony are off their rocker. I don't know how for a movie that got delayed this much, they didn't realize like, hey, maybe we should do a test screening and see how this goes. And then let's fix. We got time. Like, let's fix what's wrong with it to make sure that it's a good movie. But it's because that's Sony in a nutshell. Like, that's yeah, I know. what they do. It's like. It's it just like sucks. They, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand. Like, and again, right. It's it's it's. It's all of these companies that just rush to pick up something that was successful. It's like as soon as one thing is successful, they're like, okay, Spider-Man was successful. Let's go full speed ahead with every spin-off villain we could possibly think of. Like, no, it's okay. Like, I love Craven, but like Craven as a Spider-Man villain sounds great to me. But Craven as the star of the Craven show is not really that enticing to me. Like, it's just the Craven show. It's Craven for Craven. Yeah. Oh God. I I I'll, I got a Craven for Craven already. I got a um, Craven as well. No, I I agree with you. I I think until they learn their lesson, it's not going to matter. And idiots like you and me will go see all these movies. And oh yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, that well, make like money. Said, it's like I said to you though. After I read those reviews, I actually got more excited to see it because I was like, "This is going to be a train wreck." I just can't wait to watch this. I, the only thing that would be better is if I could watch it, actually watch it with you. I know I've said no. This, I agree. I, I remember I, when we went and saw. I was home and we went and saw Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, yeah, X Men, Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix, the last one, and. The second the credits started, there's like this Jean Grey voiceover, and it's like mutants. And as soon as the first word came out of her mouth, you just looked at me and was like, "This is gonna be fucking trash" or something, or like just yeah, this is gonna be bad. And like, I just fucking died laughing because it's like it's so true. They're just so generically bad, and it's just. Uh, I don't know, like, man. I, I don't. Do this. Yeah, 
I, I, it'll be a fun discussion regardless. I mean, that's the, the, the part I'm looking forward to is talking to you about it afterwards. So me too, me too. I can't um, wait. It's it's especially fun because we both hate Jared Leto so much. So it's, yeah, I don't know if him. D's still here. I can't. I don't think he, I can't imagine he's stuck around. But D, I think I'm no. pretty sure D's not a not a. I remember I mentioned Jared Leto in our group chat, and I think he he also said he wasn't a fan. Yeah, I um. I don't know. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week about it. We'll talk Moon Knight. We'll talk Morbius. And should be a, a hopefully a very differing scale. One of those should be really, really good. And one of those should be really, really bad. I'm pretty excited for Moon Knight. I'm not going to lie. Don't mind. I hope yeah. it's great. I think it's going to be. I wish, I I wish it wasn't one episode a week. I know you don't. But maybe they'll be long ex- episodes. I hope they're all an hour. That'd be awesome. But we'll see. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I think we did it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks, everybody, for watching and commenting and being in the chat and everything like that. We appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, I want you to go over to uh, Matt's YouTube channel and give him a follow because he's doing some yes. awesome stuff there every Wednesday live. Do that. Do that. And, um, Posting some good videos over there too, so go check Thanks. that out. You can follow Matt at Customs by Matthew on Instagram and me at We Smoke Media. And um, yeah, follow the podcast if you want it in audio only form. You can get it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast service stuff. Whatever podcast so we'll episode. Be opening a Moose Milk OnlyFans. Yeah, it's just going to be my feet, <laughs> but I'm going to wear moose slippers. Moose slippers, yeah, that sounds good. Like that. Yeah. Um, our uh, podcast art is done by at Jane Milnart, and I think that's it. I think that's it. Next All week, right, buddy. Moon See you next Morbius. week. Hell yeah, that should be a good one. One sweet and one is dog shit. You be the judge. Well, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> hopefully, they're both great. Nah, I don't think so. No more. It'd be more fun if Morbius is a piece of shit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, buddy. Thanks. Okay, buddy. Talk to you soon.